Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. We're here in Hanover, New Hampshire, the site of Dartmouth College. And uh, as my program has been on almost 18 years now, actually I'm getting some guests for a second time who are on uh, this particular guest was on one of the first uh, editions in the first year. And Kent Dahlberg, uh, he was with Campus Crusade for Christ in their faculty ministry at that time, and now he has a ministry uh, that uh, God has led him to establish here for the Dartmouth community and Hanover community integrare. And Kent, uh, welcome again to our microphones after a 17, 18 year uh, hiatus. Thank you, Glenn, it's great to be back. And I would have to say that uh, you've got a lot more hair than I do 18 years later. Oh, so right. Hats off to you. <laughs> Both got the gray in there now. So, but uh, yeah, time marches on, uh, but the gospel is the same. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yep. And you can trust him no matter what uh, status your life is in, what stage of life, uh, or what uh, is going on in, in your life, uh, that Jesus offers the answers. And you were talking about this program that you have called Roundtable Dinners. And uh, one of the speakers was talking about how important it is uh, to have meaning in life. And uh, maybe we could go back and pick up sure. on, on that. Uh, yeah, Marcelo Gleiser, astrophysicist at Dartmouth, led a fascinating discussion uh, for our roundtable dinner on the question of purpose. And is uh, how do you find purpose in a purposeless universe if there is no God? The universe can have no purpose. It's just here uh, by accident. Or alternatively, as he said, uh, does the universe have a purpose? And if so, what is it and where does it come from? And uh, so that even though Marcello himself is not a person of faith, he is keenly aware of our need for uh, things like purpose, which science, which is his area of expertise, cannot provide. Right. And uh, so that's, I think, a, a brilliant uh recognition on his part and part of the reason that uh, the Templeton Foundation was uh, honoring him this year with the, the Templeton Prize, which is a huge uh, Nobel Prize-like achievement. Right, okay. And uh, it reminds me of uh, Dr. Michael Behe, who's been on our program a number of times, and he says, you know, how it amazes him how important uh, evolutionists think it is to prove that life is not important. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the contradiction, if you if it's an accidental universe, then you're an accident. And right. any uh, perceived uh, purpose and, and uh, uh, structure that uh, uh, you perceive is just that. It's an, right. And it's an illusion. It's not the, the reality of what exists. C.S. Lewis would argue that... Uh, our needs correspond to things that are actually true. And so the fact that we have, in general, this profound need for purpose in our lives is an, is an indication or an uh, indicator of that, the fact that, that purpose exists. And it's, it might not be easy to find it, but uh, that it's out there. And that's the reason that we, just like when we're hungry, it's because food exists. And when we're thirsty, it's because something to drink exists. We might not have it right in front of us, but it's out there, and sure. our need corresponds to something that's real. Right, right, and uh, so we have that, uh, as was described 
that we have a God-shaped vacuum that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And uh, one thing that the Bible says, too, is that everyone, even the hardened atheist, uh, God has given them a conscience, and they're aware of their sinfulness. And, you know, what do you do with uh, that guilt? And uh, Jesus has provided the answer to guilt because we're guilty because there is a holy God and uh, that he has paid our penalty at the cross of Calvary so we could be forgiven and, and know that God who is our uh, creator and can be our savior if we'll uh, come to him. And so that's the message that you're uh, declaring and through these uh, dinners that you're having, uh, you invite uh, those who are not yet believers and those who are believers to talk and discuss some of these subjects. What are some of the other subjects and other uh, speakers that you've had? We've, we've, uh, we do a wide range of things. Uh, we looked at the question as a classic question. Uh, goes all the way back to Aristotle and, and is throughout the scripture is the question of what is a good life and how do we know if we're living and leading a good life and um, uh, because we, we have an instinctive need or desire to know that we're doing something good as opposed to just filling our days and uh, kind of functioning. Um, we've looked at things like uh, the scientific evidence for the existence of God. We, we looked at that from the uh, vantage point of uh, the 26 universal constants in physics and how finely tuned the universe has to be in order for life to exist in any perceivable way. And uh, questions about, uh, you know, scientific things like that. We've looked at questions of uh, what is the role of the physical body in, in our overall life. We had uh, Harry Sheehy, who's the athletic director here, did a fascinating uh, presentation and led a discussion on this question of how the body and the mind interact. And, uh, and, and obviously under, undergirding that is that God has made us as whole beings, both physic, physical bodies, ma mammal bodies, as well as spirits in his image and um, a lot of the, the activities that we engage with in athletics and otherwise are uh, uh, ways of bringing those two sides of us together as God has designed us. So uh, we, we cover a wide range of, of topics. People find them very interesting. We've looked at questions of uh, ge genetic manipulation and where is that going? We, we've looked at artificial intelligence and robotics and, mm -hmm. and machine learning and, and how is that affecting uh, the way we think about ourselves as human beings, but also in, in making us much more appreciative of how fearfully and wonderfully we're made. Right. Because even with all the incredible technology we have, we can uh, barely scrape the surface of, of you know, what we're able to do as a two-year-old or a five-year-old. Right, sure. And, uh, and that's, that was the point made by uh, someone you recommended that yes, we have Tom interviewed. Yes, Tom Curry, who's just here, and, uh, engineering professor. Yes, yeah. and uh, so, uh, you know, even the element, elementary aspects of life, to, to uh, copy them uh, takes a major uh, research and, uh, and determination because uh, it isn't easy. Right. <laughs> Accidents don't cause things that are highly complex and hard even to replicate. Right. <laughs> so God is a designer. So you've done these uh, dinners now for a while, and uh, are you seeing some people that have actually come to faith? We, we're seeing them? tremendous uh, response to them. And one of the things that's interesting uh, for those who are not people of faith is uh, a re refrain we get over and over from them, this professors as well as uh, community, fairly significant leaders in the community here, 
secular community, uh, is that they'll tell me they they don't have any other place to talk about these kinds of things. Mm, right. And they recognize how precious it is to have an evening set aside uh, to kind of tee up a topic and then with a group of thoughtful people who think differently about uh, both on the faith side as well as in other, uh, other dimensions, think differently about but thoughtfully about that big question or topic that we all have to deal with in life and just how, how valuable it is for them to have that opportunity to interact. And they're often struck by how much of a head start the people of faith at their table have because they're, they're wrestling with these big questions in the context of their faith life. And as a result, they, they bring a lot of reflection oftentimes, and as well as practical application and wisdom uh, from their own experience to those topics, whereas uh, the, 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 the people who don't have that uh, faith involvement realize that they kind of think about this stuff, but they don't have as much opportunity to, to really reflect and apply it. And um, so uh, we've seen a lot of really great um, entrees into a lot of people's lives uh, as a result of, of those great, dinners. Great. And I'm here in Hanover, New Hampshire, the site of Dartmouth College, one of the Ivy League schools with Kent Dahlberg, who is now uh, in a ministry called Integrari that he and his wife established here for the Dartmouth uh, community. And uh, one aspect is something that you did uh, a number of years in your early in your ministry was uh, athletic ministry and you said you played sports in college what sports did you play yes i was a competitive golfer in uh high school and college and my wife was a competitive gymnast okay and we were both fairly accomplished and uh then uh two of our three kids were division one college athletes and uh all the all the kids were very involved in athletics but uh two of them at a very high level Right. College. Great. Okay. So you have some interest in sports, and and you got involved in ministry to athletes, and we see a lot of that uh, crossover. You know, we think of Tim Tebow, and and actually we've come across in our research. There's a, I think the the Tim Tebow of the early. Uh, 20th century in the early 1900s was a guy by the name of Christy Matheson who was from Bucknell University and the stadium football stadiums named after him and actually there's some arches that were built by professional baseball near the stadium where all the new students walk through when they come to campus and the graduating students walk through the Christy Matheson arches uh, there at Bucknell mm. but he was known both for his uh, uh, extremely uh, competency in baseball uh, having one World Series, he pitched three shutouts in six days, okay, mm. which is unheard of. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he was highly known nationally. He was like a national hero, but he was also known for his values, his Christian values. And he was recruited to Bucknell by the uh, longest-serving president of Bucknell, John Howard Harris, who was a Baptist minister. Uh, who had been Christy Matheson's pastor as a young person up in Factoryville, Pennsylvania, and then uh, Harris became president of Bucknell uh, for 30 years, uh, but he recruited uh, Christy Matheson to be a student at Bucknell. So uh, interesting how the spiritual life uh, is really deep in many of our colleges, and Bucknell is no exception, but uh, uh, athletics and spirituality seem to have a, a certain connection there and, uh, oh, absolutely. and a platform the, as well. The, the three most common metaphors of the spiritual life in New Testament teaching is, are the farmer, the soldier, and the athlete. 
and uh, the uh, athlete is brings together the mind and the body and the spirit in powerful ways and uh, the kinds of discipline and focus and resilience and recovery uh, from setbacks and failures and disappointments all of that athletics is teaching and really developing capacities in a young person and so we find uh, the student athletes are uh, just a wonderful subgroup to minister to uh, and to, to help mature them in uh, in their faith in part because the athletics does so much to uh, prepare them and there are so many parallels between their athletic experience and maturing and their spiritual experience in maturing. And, uh, and we view that the athletics not as an end of themselves, but as simply grist for the mill that's really helping develop, cultivate that and nurture that young person so that they'll have much more depth and breadth uh, to take with them into everything they do, whether it's their marriage and family life, whether it's their career, whether it's their, their involvement in the community, uh, what, what they have to bring to the church, etc. throughout the course of their lives is enhanced, enriched, uh, and uh, uh, filled out by because of those athletic experiences. And, well, Christ is the answer for so many of our needs of our life, and his guidance is the guidance that gives the greatest blessing. My guest for this edition of The Lion's Den has been Kent Dahlberg, a campus minister with Integrare, a ministry that he and his wife established about 10 years ago here in the Dartmouth uh, Hanover community in New Hampshire. And Kent, again, thanks for joining us for the second time in uh, 19 years. My pleasure, Glenn. <laughs> you have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.